We hope that everyone stateside had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast. I am Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on Twitter at Forever FanPod. And I am Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us on Instagram with the same handle at Forever FanPod, or just go to our website at foreverfangirls.com. We are your hosts, and we are glad you can join us. Although this year has been crazy. Yeah. And I mean, I don't even know what day of the week it is sometimes. It just blends. Mm -hmm. So I do know that we have entered the holiday season. Yay! So we decided to kick off the holiday season with a show that actually is a Christmas movie that premiered before Thanksgiving. Yes. It is a Hulu original Happiest Season, and it stars Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis, who we actually covered from San Junipero yes, a did. while ago, as the leads of the film. And as always, our reviews contain major spoilers. So if you have not seen it yet, watch it on Hulu. Uh, Kimmy and I actually have seen it multiple times already. Yeah. And uh, you can actually get a group together and watch it in sync via teleplay and make like you're watching it in the theater. It's kind of cool. Um, we did that during our Friday night date night. And um, I actually noticed some things that I missed during you know, the second screening, second watching of it. So anyway, after you've seen it, come back, listen to our review and see if you agree or disagree. And then tell us what you think. That's what I said. Well, you said, see if they agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. You didn't say we wanted to. I want to hear what they oh, think. Oh, my goodness. Really? Anyway, the banter music starts now. And I have to say that um, I'm saying we, but I, I, it's, I think it's more me. I rediscovered Kristen Stewart. Um, we watched Happiest Season, and then right after, we watched Charlie's Angels, the 2019 version. Which I liked. It was really cool. We, we've added that to our review list. Yes. Um, and then the next day, we watched Underwater. So it was like, bam, 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 bam. But we didn't watch Twilight. Did I say anything about Twilight? No, I mean, like, there's no Twilight in this house, like, ever. Come on. No. Really? No. Ugh. No. Watching Twilight, you t- you dragged me to a theater you know what? in California we're not going there. We're to not, watch Twilight. No. Oh, no, we're, we're going, going there. there. No. And I absolutely, anyway. unequivocally, anyway, I know. The one movie <laughs> I want to see her in is The Runaways, where she played Joan Jett. I'm sure we can find it on a streaming service. I think it's actually, last time I checked, give my brain a second. It's on, I, I saw it on Netflix. All right. Net, Netflix. Wow, what is wrong with me today? I don't know. You're stuck in You know in what Twilight. it is? I'm stuck in Twilight, yeah. Anyway, we are going to now dive into the happiest season. How's that? Yes. Okay? Yes. All right. So, just like we do with our other reviews, go ahead and read the storyline from IMDb. One of these days, are you going to do that? Maybe. Go Please? Ahead. Go ahead. Because they're like really long sometimes. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> meeting your girlfriend's family for the first time can be tough. Planning to propose at the family's annual Christmas dinner until you realize that they don't even know that she's gay is even harder. When Abby, played by Kristen Stewart, learns that Harper, played by Mackenzie Davis, has kept their relationship a secret from her family, she begins to question the girlfriend she thought she knew. Yeah. So, you know, this film actually opens, and I thought it was really cute, where 
Yeah, the, well, we're just diving right into the good then. We are. Okay, cool. Just, we're doing, just verifying. We're doing the good, the bad, the cute. The unicorn poop. No, you do that. I don't do that. Anyway, so the good, mm-hmm. right? I thought it was really, really great that they did the backstory as they opened the film with like little drawings of how they met and mm-hmm. how their life in that previous year actually uh, developed. Yes. And they give you the backstory. Yes, they give you the backstory. And it actually reminded me of the video Take On Me by AHA. <laughs> Bring it back, back to the, to the 80s. 80s. Yes. So you're, I, you know what? You're stuck in San Junipero right now. I am. So you know what? I like being stuck there. Yeah, okay, go for it. Anyway, so um, that I liked. And then, you know, because of that, the the chemistry between Abby and Harper right, Kristen Stewart and mm-hmm. Mackenzie Davis's characters, I thought that they had a really good connection and that you could really see that they really cared for each other. Yes. And I thought that that was, that was really, it was really cool how they set that up. Yeah, I, I liked the setup. I liked that it, because a lot of movies, they will just establish the relationship and then they'll tell you the backstory during the film. Yeah. And I kind of liked that they gave it to you beforehand so they could just go right into the story and develop everything else that needed to be said. Right. Their chemistry, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's one of those things where it's like, I, I don't know if you love it or hate it. I, I enjoyed it. I think it could have been better. Mm. Um, but I, I it, it came across. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, it wasn't, I'm, I'm being super nitpicky, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I liked how they played off one another. I think it was real. Yeah, it felt authentic. Yes. Um, because relationships can be messy and and dark and dirty, and and this was, yeah, it just it felt like an honest portrayal, right? And, and the reason why I say that there's you know there's the chemistry there, and that you could feel, you know, the the build up as you know the story progressed to the the where they finally came to blows, and you can see the pain in Abby's face when she's like, I you know, I don't know why you're hiding me, right? to Harper and then Harper says I'm not hiding you I'm hiding me mm-hmm. and you know, at least for me I could see the genuine pain that that would feel like if I were in their shoes yeah so and, and that's why I think that the chemistry was real between them going going with that because they you could the relationship was believable you could really feel the love and attraction that they had to each for each other, even though they had only been together for a year. Mm. And Abby wanting to propose on Christmas because that was like, I guess because of the first uh, image was them meeting at a Christmas party, yes. I believe. And yes. so it was like this cute, really um, it was full circle exactly. type of thing. Full circle. Yes. Um, I have to say that even though that was adorable and even though that was great and I loved that part, John, the character of John mm. played by uh, Daniel Levy. Mm-hmm. As the, you know, the comic relief. Oh, I love his character. And, and, and his, his voice of reason. Um, you know how you always need that one person to bring you back down to earth? Yeah, it, and it was funny that, you know, he was, the, he was the comedic relief trying to make light of very serious topics. And then he was also the person who gave the He was also that, that moral compass part Mm. because the one thing and and i'm going to be a slight tangential here the one thing i really loved about this film is it didn't recreate anything it literally 
followed what all of the other holiday films are and just made it in a way that was slightly different. They have the the layout, you know, everybody has seen the Hallmark movies. Everybody has seen other Christmas movies. They have the exact same thing. You know, you go home for Christmas. There's some big thing about the family that nobody knows about. Then there's an explosion. You hit the climax. Everybody comes out happy. So there's a, there's a, it's formulaic. Yes. And that's okay. Because that's what I want in my holiday movies. If I don't want that, I will watch a horror film. I mean, there's there's a plethora of other films I can watch. In yeah. my holiday movies, I want the happy ending. I want the Hollywood ending. Mm. And Clea Duvall did everything beautifully. And I felt like this was a perfect Christmas movie. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, let's be honest. It really wasn't perfect. But it's. It was perfect for me. It was perfect for the entertainment. It was perfect for what I wanted. Mm. And it followed that formula. And then it put, you know, they put characters in that, or actors in that fit that. And they all just did what they needed to do to the best of their abilities. And it all meshed beautifully and perfectly. And we got an imperfect, perfect film. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. It's perfectly imperfect in every way. Yes. So that's my little tangential thought there. But also, with the comic relief, we have Jane. Well, I wanted to just, before we go to Jane, I wanted to just um, really highlight the fact that John, you know, there there was a line in the movie that he said, everybody's story of coming out is different, mm-hmm. but that the common thread among all of them is that moment right before you actually come out where there's anxiety and there's fear and that um, it's really not a choice that you can just forego. If you want to live an authentic life, you have to let people know who you are and either people will love you just the same or they'll reject you. But either way, you have to go through that in order to be yourself. Yeah, and it's... I, I said the the whole formula is laid out of the film and you have this moral undertone, mm. right? And for me, that was him. Yeah. Because throughout the whole film, it's, I mean, and, and I'm not making light of the coming out because it, it is, coming out is an extremely difficult thing. It is. But if you noticed every single daughter had an issue, every single one of them was not living their authentic life. Well, yeah, because they were trying to live to an ideal. Exactly. Everybody thought, <laughs> was what the other wanted. But that is also why what John said meant a lot to me, more so. Mm. Um, because it it is about coming out. That is the, the number one thing. And it is a powerful, powerful thing to do. And it's also the most terrifying thing I've ever had to do. Mm-hmm. And then when I look at Jane, and I look at the other sister whose name eludes me at the moment. Sloan. Sloan, thank you. I knew it was an S. The two of them are also not living authentically. Mm. Well, Jane is. She is, but she's she's being used and she's kind of like just accepting of it. She's not standing up for herself. Right. So in, indirectly, it's inauthentic. She's not living to her full potential for who she is and being happy because she's always so desperately trying to make everyone else happy. Mm. And Sloane is hiding who she is because she's getting a divorce. Yeah. And she's in an unhappy marriage and she can't say anything because she has no value if she doesn't have children. So it's like every person is not living their truth and they're all afraid. And if we just stop being afraid 
And again, I'm not comparing what the other two characters are going through with what Harper has to go through. Because coming out is a completely different level. Yes. It is extremely difficult and a completely different level. But I think it's important to note that nobody is living authentically here. Even the father. Even the father and the mother. Yeah. Because they're not living what they want to do in order to fulfill what other people want of them. Right. They want to always be, you know... I, I don't know. I'm going on tangents, but you get my point. That they want to be perfect. So, or they want people to be proud of them. That The father says that. Yeah. And so, talking about other characters then. Um, Riley, the ex-girlfriend. Yes. Um, I think that, you know, her character really gives um, a richer background to Harper. Because then we find out how how closeted harper really is because she she just it's her first girlfriend and she basically said no i'm i'm not that when when it finally came out and really threw her under the bus so you know she want she she wanted to preserve herself at all costs i don't think it's preserve well, i think she wanted to protect herself she wanted at all to costs. she wanted to protect that that persona yeah, because, again, at the end, they literally, Sloane, I think, says it, that they've been fighting so hard for their father's love, mm. and they're done fighting. Yes. You either love them or you don't. Yeah. See, I, I loved Riley because I also felt that Riley, because she was outed, and she had been through it, and she, I guess, had been on both sides of the coin, mm-hmm. um, she was that balance. You know, she really was telling Harper, hey... Abby's a good one. Yeah. You know, don't mess it up. Don't lose it. Make it right. And she was also helping Abby mm-hmm. trying to deal with this this she, new Harper that yeah. she's never And she was seen trying before. to but she was also trying to help her with the family. Yeah. Like why do we need this, you know, white elephant gift? Oh, you know, like what is it, a donut thing? They mentioned something about donuts. She's like, Oh, you have no idea about this family. Yeah. She was helping her, you know, both navigate of them through. navigate what needed to be done to understand. And that to me, um, it was very important because sometimes communication in a relationship breaks down and it's not deliberate and it's not because you don't love each other. It's it because sometimes, yeah, maybe I'm in my own world, you're in yours and something happens that we don't communicate. And sometimes it takes a third party to remind you of what's going on. Right. And I loved that Riley was that character because even though she f- seemed so self-assured, mm-hmm. she wasn't and you could see it. Right. And it also serves as a very good juxtaposition, right, between how um, Harper was with Riley, right? She she didn't want to come out, but then she actually did come out for Abby. So to me, that also shows how how Harper, I think, has matured to the point of where, okay, you know what? I really do love Abby. I do not want to lose her. I'm... Well, John also says it's like, you you know, you can't make somebody else's timeline. Right. You know, this is Harper's timeline. But that's what I mean. It's just that it's highlighting the fact that Harper is now ready to take the yeah. step with Abby. Yeah. And I, I liked that at the end, she accepted guilt and admitted she really hurt Riley. Mm-hmm. And she still, to this day, regrets, regrets it. Yep. Because it shows that she's, you know, not a snot-nosed kid anymore she's an adult and she realizes her actions have ramifications yes yes it does um yeah so really to me this whole film i i think the main reason why i do really 
like it is that it, no matter no matter who it is, you know, love is love. You you love the person that you love, um, and if it's if it's really true, it'll shine through no matter what. So, and yes, I know it's a romantic comedy. So you know that's like you said, there's that formula there, but. I think that message still is, it resonates with me anyway, that that is the message. Yeah. I have nothing to add to that. Just, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's go with the bat. Okay, go ahead. No, you go. Why? Because I went with the good. Is it because I did something? Did I eat your chocolate again? You always eat my chocolate, but that's not the point here. I started with the good, so now you start with the bad. Happy wife, happy life. I'm sorry. Happy house, happy spouse. Anyway, really? Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll start with the bad. And it's not. Um, it's something one of the characters said, John. Um, even though it has nothing to do with him specifically. Mm. When he's outside with Abby having the conversation about how, um, you know, coming out is different for everyone. Everybody's story is different. Mm-hmm. And he asked her how her family responded and and her parents accepted her and his parents basically, or I believe it was his father shunned him Mm -hmm. and stopped talking to him. You know, it bugged me not because of what was phrased or how it was said. It it bothered me so much because it's 2020. And that should not be the case that it should be this heart wrenching anxiety ridden process. Yeah. It's like, these are your kids. You brought them into this world because you wanted children. You made a choice to have a child. That child didn't make a choice. Yeah, it's it. I don't make a choice to to be married to you and to have people look at us askance. You know, it's you know why why would I put myself into a situation that's that's difficult? Yeah, just because I love you. I, I I don't understand it, um, and I wish that other people would would just let things be. I'm not hurting them. I don't I don't wish them ill will. I don't do any of that. And I just want I want to lead a life with you. I love you. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. You know, if you can find love with a consenting adult. That yes. loves you back as authentically as much as and you love And it's so them. hard to do. And it is so hard to maintain because a relationship it takes work. work. Yeah. As evidenced by the first three years of our tumultuous relationship. Yes. Well, we, we don't have a tumultuous relationship now. No. But, but the first I mean, three years were. The first three years we were at different points in our life and we were fighting because, and again, that's why I, I get the Harbor Abbey disconnect yes. to an extent. Yeah. So um, do I. But I just, I get, I get so frustrated. There are comments on Twitter. There's, I'm not going to go into the details of them, but it's just, this isn't a war on, on things. This isn't us screaming and yelling. It's, it's 2020. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's representation that, that is needed because you don't have a lot of that. No. You have to represent what the population is. I mean, it's the, it's the first holiday rom-com that was actually lesbian lead that was going to theaters yeah and that that to piggyback on what you just said that was actually one of my bads that it is the first lesbian movie that uh um was backed by a major studio 
and it shouldn't be the first film backed by a major studio. It feels like it should have been, you know, mainstream already. But yeah, you know, we're at least the good is that it started right. Mm-hmm. It's Maybe this here. is a stepping stone. It's the stepping stone. Well, but it's just like you know, you were telling me the other day about the first female GM in in MLB for the Miami Marlins. For the Miami Marlins, you know, she is. Um, overqualified overqualified for this because i was reading that article and you know you know why why is it that it's the first female you know that's why it's such a big story because it's a it's the first female gm Mm -hmm. just like it's there was the first female kicker in uh, the sec this, this weekend right and the thing that you know my my parents tried they wanted to give us a better life and so they they made every sacrifice to get us here to the U.S. because it is the land of opportunity. And the one thing that they've always told me was that, you know, the opportunity is there. It's up to you to try your best to make the best of all the opportunities presented to you. And so for me, it's like, okay, if you have the will and you have the drive, why not? And so with that, oh, before we leave the bad, uh oh, there's more. Well, but wait, had, there's more. There is. You had mentioned right before we started recording that you saw some uh, messages on Twitter where they wanted some people wanted to see Abby and Riley get together. Yes, um, and to me, I I can see why they would want to do that because Riley was, you know, Riley accepted who she is right because she was forced to (laughs) well yeah riley riley was open and at that point has been far enough away from being outed that she has accepted who she is right even though she really doesn't want to deal with that person at the party with their weird finger or their really nasty mole but anyway the the point is um you know i can see why some people wanted that because as the film progressed you saw that that relationship develop yeah and I bring it back to the beginning of the film where you did see a lot of the um, the backstory of Abby and Harper where they, you know, they spent a year together. So you know, maybe that wasn't as fully, um, fully, de- I don't know, I, fully developed. Was, is not I liked right that they word. gave the backstory, but I understand where people might have missed it or right. not noticed or, or gotten how they meant it. Right. And... Because it isn't, they don't really go into too much depth during it. I can see where they felt maybe that Harper. Plus, they a lot of people in the comments were saying that Harper was very cruel to Abby. She was, and yeah. and, and it's because she's back in that world where she's not herself. So yeah, she had to play a persona. She had this exactly. massive facade. She had to maintain. Right. And Abby's never seen that. Right. And so that's where I mean, you know. It's a film, mm-hmm. it's a story, and that's where, you know, you, you want to, to focus on that, the angst and the, the, the drama, if you will. <laughs> right? I also understand, though, because, like, Harper and, and Abby started to lose the communication. They did. And that happens. In a good relationship, that can happen. Yeah. And, and it happened to us in the first three years yes, of did. our relationship. We really didn't communicate well. And we we were not that nice to each other a bunch of times. Like I was oblivious to people hitting on me. I didn't because I oh didn't. Oh my God, were you? But I didn't care. So I didn't express to you that I didn't care yes. about them. I was just talking to people. I don't. I didn't think of it. And you would get very hurt. And it wasn't until you told me that I was like, oh, I didn't know. 
And then I consciously made an effort to change that. But again, that's where communication comes in. And I, I like that Riley is what each character needs. Like she goes up to Harper and she says, you know, that's a good one. Don't let her get away type thing. And then she is helping helping Abby Abby navigate navigate. this new family Mm -hmm. and navigate Harper. Yeah. Because this is a side of Harper she's never seen because she hasn't been exposed to it. She didn't go back. Like you are different around your family. Yeah. Well, I think everybody is. But that's the point. Everybody's different around their families. I'm very different around my friends than I am with my family. So I, I get that. Um, but when you have invested that much time in someone and you, you love them enough to want to propose and want to marry them and you know how they are away from their family, truthfully in my heart, like I know who you are to an extent. I can tell when you're on, I can tell when you're not, you can do the same for me. You usually tell me you're like, honey, you're, you're, you're on, you've got that facade going on. I wouldn't have been able, if I was Abby, I would not have been able to walk away. I probably would have needed a break, but I wouldn't have been able to walk away because I love you. Yeah. And, and that's where, that's where I am. I, I actually don't think that Abby could, you know, you could see the pain in Abby's features, like, you know, like what we said earlier with the, with the good that she, you, you could see the pain of her feeling being hidden by Harper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, communication is very, very key to relationships. And um, Abby had to really make a very difficult decision. And truthfully, on a personal note, in my humble opinion, I don't know if Abby and Riley would have been good together because the way they were written and portrayed, it seemed like they were really good friends. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean... I don't know because you're my first girlfriend, so... First and last. <laughs> Just pointing that out. So anyway. But either way, I mean, I, I love that people were so invested mm. and I really did love reading the comments and, and every now and again, I get a Twitter... I read a Twitter post and be like, oh my God, that that is true. That could be. So I understand where they're coming from and I, I really love that people were so invested in it that they were posting. Yeah. All right. So let's go on with the cute. Okay. You can go now. Okay. So um, I keep on talking about the symmetry of the, or, or the, the way I love the, the beginning credits. Well, it's the full circle thing. This it's, whole film has a bunch of yes, little full circles. Yes, it's full circle. Because at the end, you actually see the Instagram posts, mm-hmm. right? And so you see how their lives have basically progressed after they've decided, okay, I'm going to live my authentic life. Yep. You know, um, Tipper, I think that's the mom's name. Yep. Um, she got her yellow belt. Mm-hmm. She always wanted to do karate, right? Jane published her book, and I laugh at that because literally, <laughs> oh when my he, god, yeah. When he when he's like, I'm just uh, John goes, he's a publisher, and then she's talking about her book. First off, holy god, Jane is me because uh, I talk about all the books I want to write and how I've developed them, and I that's just what I do. And you fix everybody's computer, and problems. I fix everybody's computer problems. Yes. I speak router, mm-hmm. and it just like I, I was texting our group chat, going, um, I'm Jane. I'm so sorry. I've told you guys all about like my books that I'm writing for like the umpteenth time. Yes. But um, I, I remember telling you when John said that and then she was talking about the books. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to publish her book. And you were like, what are you talking about? And at the end, he published. Her yeah, book. because I, I totally missed that for it. 
in the earlier scene when John was saying, you know, he he just nurtures authors. Yeah, I totally missed that. So I'm like, because I I got totally stuck on him saying, oh, I'm tracking someone on my phone. If the NSA can do it, then I <laughs> like what. And another full circle, Harper following Abby on the phone tracker. But um, yeah. I love that family photo. Out of all of the things after that were really like, um, that were posted, and I like that they did it in reverse order. So they go one year later, and then they show you where they are one year later, and then they show you how they got there. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. But I, I liked that family photo because it was authentic and real. You when know, they were all in their pajamas, you mean? Yeah, they're yeah. not... They're, They're not, not perfect. Yeah, exactly. And once again, it coming it comes down to living your true, authentic life. Yeah. And and the fact that in that family photo, right, Jane was not you know in the outside. Yeah. She was in the middle. She was she was finally folded into the family because she is part of the family. Yeah. No matter how quirky she is. Yeah. Um, and I love that he won as mayor for. You know, regardless of the fact that he didn't get the backing because Harper, he did not want Harper to right. do the, what is it? The don't ask, don't tell right. mentality. Right. After going through all of that and saying, you know, he, we should be, everything is out in the open and then someone is trying to force you back in and he's saying at that critical juncture, no, I'm going to give this a chance. I love my family enough that we will figure it out without your help. Yeah. And they did. And he ended up winning. I was like... Again, it's formulaic. It's idealistic. I know. But it was just... But you know what? It's that positive vibe. Yes. And it can happen. Yeah. It can happen. So I thought that that was marvelous. Okay. So that is our review. Okay. So now we are going to rate the film. Out of five stars, we give it... Drum roll, please. One of these days, we're going to have to like get the sound effect. Um, when you get your new toy, then yes. I'm, I'm going to get a new toy. My fingers hurt hitting my desk, by the way. <laughs> Five stars. Ding, 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 ding. I really? To, I don't know why I edited that. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so the film had ups, it has, it had downs, laughs, tears, positive depiction of how love romantic and otherwise should be so i think that you know the the for me anyway the main theme of the song is that main theme of the song oh did i say song you said song oh my god i have aha in my my you you went back to the 80s do you want me to start playing Ooh, heaven is a place on earth maybe no so um you know the the strongest force in the world really is love yes no matter what so it can conquer everything it can even 2020 can be conquered by love yes it can be because eventually, I think it might end. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I'll let you know. But that is our show for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. If you're listening to this podcast on your smartphone, just or anywhere, frankly, just be sure to hit that little subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you have a moment, leave us a review or email us through our contact form. Send us a DM on Twitter and let us know what you think and how we can repro- improve, not reprove. I have no idea what reprove is. <laughs> is that a word? Wow. Whew. I, I think I need more chocolate. We will definitely have links to the trailer as well as where to watch it on Hulu directly in our show notes page at foreverfangirls.com. And until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember, holidays make everyone crazy no kidding but it can be the most magical time of the year and so we leave you with the lyrics from carly hansen's song from the soundtrack of the movie 
and I quote, The only thing thicker than blood is the feeling that love can bring. No one ever told me I could feel this free with my chosen family.